Welcome to Process to Profitability, a podcast all about the tools and strategies you need to serve your clients and grow your small business, hosted by me, Samantha Mabe of Lemon in the Sea. Join me as I chat with creative entrepreneurs and small business owners about how they built and grew their businesses and how you can do the same in a way that fits you. Let's get started. You're listening to episode 139 of Process to Profitability. Today, we're talking about turning your signature service into a course with Mariana Pena. I'm excited to cover this topic with Mariana because it's something so many service-based business owners are considering as they plan for business growth. We start by talking about why creating a course for your signature service is beneficial for your business and how to know if a course is right for you. Mariana shares what you need to have ready before creating a course and the steps to go from service to course. She also shares about the difference in your visibility efforts when promoting a course and common mistakes she sees business owners make. Instructional designer for purpose-driven online business owners who want to develop a red-hot, unique-to-them signature service or certification program that feels like a true representation of them and transforms their clients on a deliciously and unusually deep level. Mariana Pena is an instructional designer for purpose-driven online business owners who want to develop a red-hot, unique-to-them signature service or certification level. Mariana Pena is an instructional designer for purpose-driven online business owners who want to develop a red-hot, unique-to-them signature service or certification program that feels like a true representation of them and transforms their clients on a deliciously and unusually deep level. Hi, Mariana. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you, Samantha. I'm so happy to be here for this conversation. So why don't we get started by having you tell us who you are, where you're from, and how you got started in your business? Yes, of course. Uh, I am Mariana Peña. I'm Mexican, born and raised, but now I live in the Netherlands. And for the past six years, this is what I call home. I started my online business when I moved here. Uh, The first company that I founded was an online Spanish school for Europe-based people that wanted to learn Spanish because either their spouses, partners, or in-laws only spoke Spanish and they wanted to communicate with them. And that led me, it was like the stepping stone into the online world and I fell in love with it. Uh, and when I came to the point where, okay, this either needs to scale, meaning I need to hire teachers and just expand, or I can start something new from scratch, I decided to start something new. Although it was not from scratch because I am a, a curriculum designer, I'm an instructional designer, I have been for the past 15 years. So I decided to combine what I learned with that first experience online to serve now um, service-based entrepreneurs, consultants, uh, former academics, basically experts that want to take their skills online to maximize their profit and build generational wealth. So here I am. (laughs) That's awesome. And I love that even though what you're doing now isn't related to that first business you ran, you still took all of those things you learned. It's not like it was a waste or something that you can't use now. You've, you've grown because of that. 
Yes, because th that's that's how we do, right? That we take the lessons, we take the essence of that journey, and then we try to make it work for the next step, which I think it's basically what entrepreneurship life is all about. <laughs> how can I learn from this? How can I turn this around into a better experience for the next one? Yeah. I think that's great. And I think that's really encouraging for people who have tried different things and maybe a business didn't work out or they've had to pivot to know that you can take that and learn from it and build something else. And you're building on that knowledge and then your, you know, your training and everything that you've done to create the business you run now. Absolutely. And I mean, this goes exactly with what I do with my clients it's always looking at what are the transferable skills that you are building because those skills can go with you wherever you go. Um, you're not going to get rid of anything that you refined in your life. You might forget information. <laughs> We're not here about information because we have amazing tools like Google, but skills. We are here to develop skills. So that's exactly what I did uh, when I pivoted from the Spanish online school to instructional design. And that's what I help my clients do to increase the revenue from just one-on-one -on -one as a service provider to, okay, let's create a course. Yeah. And that's a perfect transition because that's really what we're talking about today. Um, so let's start off by talking about why it's beneficial to create a course from the signature service that you offer in your business. There are many things that we can say here, but mainly two. First, you don't really get to master your own craft until you need to teach it. That's just the fundamental truth. I was uh, in academia in Mexico for a very long time. I was a teacher before I became a curriculum developer. And that is just something that rings true to everyone. You think you know something until you need to explain it to someone else and then support them while they are implementing it. Because our brain works in very different ways. We are all very unique. So the way we experience the world is very different to the world your client is going to experience and the way your participants or students are going to see and understand what you're telling them. So that's the first major benefit that I see from creating a course, just mastering your craft. But the second one is that a course allows you to take yourself out of your business for once. If you are a, a, a great consultant, if you are a, an excellent service provider, there's only so many hours in the day and you know this. And it, it gets to the point where having your calendar completely booked is not the dream anymore. It's actually, how can I escape this? And when people think about ways of doing it, one of those ways is always a course. And it doesn't necessarily have to be going all in, like just changing your one-on-one -on -one to group offers immediately, but you can start slowly to get the feeling of it and see what your educator persona is going to be like. Yeah, I think that's such a good thing to remind people is you are not necessarily switching from a service-based business into only courses. You're just adding to what you already offer so that you can allow yourself some more time and, and continue to build revenue and to grow your business. 
Yes, and sometimes if you don't want to to fully switch to group offers, you can still benefit from having a course. Uh, if you want to up-level the experience that your one-on-one clients get, you can create mini courses for them, trainings that are going to help them enjoy the journey and are going to help you stop repeating yourself with the information that you always, always have to repeat during the calls. If you already reach the point where you can anticipate the questions and you can anticipate the pitfalls of the process, you can create mini trainings for that and they will be super grateful for it. Yeah. So how do we know if having a course is right for our business? Very good question. Um, well, of course, I love courses, right? <laughs> so I'm always going to find a way. And I'm, I'm, I'm talking to people and I'm like, mm, you can teach that. Like, you can create a training with that information. But it, it, it also has to feel good for you. Uh, so it doesn't mean that you have to go completely evergreen or on demand. But if you have a business where you're following a process, and that means if you're a copywriter, if you're a web developer, if you are a financial advisor, if you are a systems person, if you are a business strategist, if you are a sales coach, you have a process. Maybe you don't know that yet. And that's why you hire people like me to extract that process from your intuition and knowledge. Um, But you have a process. So any type of business that follows a process, which is basically any type of successful business, can benefit from having a course. And the course can be the entire process or it can be just selected parts of it. So like I said previously, if you want to stop repeating yourself with the information that you know always comes up during the calls, let's have trainings to replace that. If you want to replace yourself, start hiring people, Um, maybe you want to create an agency, we can look into the onboarding courses that the new people um, and members of your team have to go through so that your culture that you just so carefully built is not going to fade away and your clients are still going to get the same experience that you provided yourself when you started out the business. So what type of business? A business that has a solid process. Awesome. And I love that, you know, you mentioned it doesn't have to be your entire process. It can be a piece of it, or it can be for employees that you're going to onboard. You know, this doesn't have to be something that's like, your big overarching course that you're going to sell for a million dollars and and that's going to be all you do in your business. Yes, and and I think this is a conversation that we're not having online because the majority of the message out there is coaching, right? So coaching programs, create an online program and then you can scale with that. But if you are like me and you're a service provider and you love what you do, and you don't want to go into coaching, that's perfectly fine. It doesn't mean that you cannot have a healthy growing business. It means, though, that your business model is going to look different than that. So probably we're going to talk about hiring people. And in order for your new 
team members to have a successful experience and then deliver a successful experience for your future clients, we need to be very careful about how we are building the culture inside your growing business. And that requires training. And training needs to either be designed and delivered on demand, or you have to do it yourself. So again, if we're talking about the point where you are completely kept out, you don't have time to do that. So we can create a course for your growing business. Awesome. So, you know, you said any business that has a process, a solid process can create a course, but what else might they need to have in place to take the service that they offer into an online course or training? This is not something that you will see everywhere when people talk about creating courses, but to me is what makes it different and what is going to make your course better, appealing, and just stand out in your industry. And that is your business needs to have a philosophy because a process is not enough. And we know now We knew back then, but we are forced to see it now (laughs) and talk about it, that numbers are not everything. Mm -hmm. We are people working with people for people. We are building a better tomorrow together. So your business needs to be driven by a very understanding philosophy that talks to your ideal clients. Because when it comes to learning, We don't make the choice to learn if we are not completely convinced that our values align completely with the person that we're learning from. So if your business has a great process, but you are a terrible person, first of all, I don't want to work with you. But second, I don't think your course is going to be successful. Because again, we need to trust the person that we're learning from we have become very savvy buyers online and i love that we we don't only rely on the testimonials anymore because we know what happens in there Mm -hmm. but i want to see that your business actions and your philosophy are connected and that is transferred into the curriculum that i'm going to learn from so that combination of process plus philosophy creates a very solid methodology for your future students. And that is is what what is going to keep them motivated to finish the course. So it's a very healthy cycle. You have a philosophy, your process follows that philosophy. We create a curriculum, you create a curriculum together. So the people that attract are aligned completely with everything that you're talking about. And that motivates them to finish. So then we can avoid the whole, you know, why is why are they not coming through the last bit of the course? Why are they just, why do I see this churning statistics and, and nobody finishes? Mm-hmm. I love that. I think we really have lately seen that who you are in business matters and you can't, hide behind 
you know, the screen or the process anymore. Like people have found that out and they want to learn from people that they really trust and they like, and they know are doing business in a way that aligns with what they want to do in their lives. Absolutely. And this is not going to go away. This is not something that just popped up during these past two years and it's going to fade away. No, this is here to stay. This is the way buying and selling is going to evolve into. So the the, the faster you we understand that as business owners, especially personal brands, the better. Is your website actually working for you? There's only one way to really know if your website is supporting your business, the conversions you're seeing. That's why I've created a guide with five updates that you can make right now to get a higher converting website. Everything else, the number of visitors, your follows on social media, your Google ranking is just vanity if it's not doing something bigger. The power of a well-designed strategic website is in moving people from checking you out to getting engaged. In this free guide, I'll give you five simple things you can update on your website to start getting more engagement and turning visitors into clients. You can download it now at lemonandtheseed.com slash five updates. That's lemonandtheseed.com slash the number five and the word updates. So is there anything else you feel like people need as far as, do they need a certain size audience or a certain size email list or does all of that really not matter as much as the philosophy and the process? Oh, I love this question. Okay. So numbers are very relative, very, very relative. And again, we need to look into your business specifically, because if we're talking about a slow transition from one-on-one to courses to see if one, you like it. And two, you have a, you have a solid methodology there audience size doesn't really matter because I'm assuming that you already know who your client is and you know your own process. So we start that shift in a very organic way and you can test it out. Uh, You can run a couple of versions of it until we hone in on your curriculum for your best fit uh, student. And then that itself lends to growth. You talk about it, people come to you, and it's growing organically. So that's one way of doing it. Another way is when you already have like a, a very decent sized audience. But that doesn't necessarily mean that people are buying from you. Some of my clients have huge following on Instagram, and they still haven't figured out what do they really want to learn from them. Um, So then we go into a little bit of strategy. Uh, So numbers are not everything when it comes to courses. When it comes to, for example, certification programs, which is another way of growing your business, audience does matter. You do need the numbers to make it work uh, because building a program like that at that level requires a lot of investment on your end as the business owner. Um, So in order for you to come with at least, you know, not in red numbers, we do need numbers there. Uh, People that know you are going to refer new people to you. And of course, there's always the way of if you want to pay for Facebook ads, for example, but that also requires investment and, and, and a very accurate knowledge of your audience. So for courses, 
Not really. We can start at the wherever you are at at this moment, but for certification programs, yes, audience matters. Okay. That's really good to know. And I think it can be encouraging that you don't have to be, you know, one of the most popular people online in order to do this successfully for your business. So when you start transforming your signature service into a course or a training, what kind of steps do does somebody take to get through that? Can you outline how that goes? Yes. Um, if you're going at it by yourself, if you're following the deal yourself route, it really is about experimentation because our brains work in very different ways. There are people who are very creative, like chaotically creative. <laughs> like half of my clients are, are there in that category. They know this. I love them, but they know this. Um, so that means that you either have, um, you prefer or you default to brainstorming first. This brain dump, Google Doc, uh, all of the stickers, uh, sticky notes that you can have, and they just make lists or bullet points. Um, they just unload everything they want to talk about. And then if they are very lucky, they can see some patterns there, group the patterns, um, and create somewhat of a content structure. Now, I don't follow that process with my clients because I don't believe that you need to unload every single information that you have acquired in your life. You don't have to teach everything at the same time. In fact, I recommend not to. So when we start working together, the first stop is the goal. What are we doing here? And I have a four-phase uh, process for that and I call the first uh, phase the fiery foundations so during the fiery foundations we're really honing in on the learning journey that you want to create and what is the end goal of that learning journey um, and this is not a linear process curriculum design is a very circular kind of never-ending situation and that is okay we want that because that's actually how people learn too um, so we talk about the learning journey the end goal but we also talk about the learner profile the learner profile is something that um, when you're going at this on your own you only think about your ideal client and your ideal client is different than your learner profile because when we talk about who is learning from you, we need to look into, okay, what are the skills that they have? What are the skills that we're going to develop? What are the competences? Um, do they need any prerequisites? Um, how are we gonna level up the ground for everyone to understand what we're saying here? Um, so it's a very meticulous situation. Are we going to, how are we gonna move them from the first levels of learning all the way to implementation and then creation on their own. So we look into that in the first step. Um, and it's generally there where the philosophy emerges because they talk about, well, I believe in this. I want to tell them this because of this reason. So Fire Foundations is also about that philosophy uh, that you have as the facilitator that is going to be infused in the curriculum too. 
And after we have that, I mean, there's no doubt in my mind that any of my clients can teach for years because they are just so knowledgeable. Uh, but that's not the goal. We don't want to lose people on the way. So when we have that, we move on to the second phase, which is, okay, now let's brainstorm what is essential for them to reach that goal. Essential is the key. Because auto learners, we don't have time. We really don't have time to for anything anymore. But in in general, um, you know, what's what's very sad is that we have about I would say between 11 to 17 minutes capacity for a direct instruction. So that means that we need to be very careful about what we're teaching them. And then from there, when we know the essence of what we need to tell them in order for them to implement, which is the, the end goal, implementation is always the end goal, then we can move on to, okay, so how does this look like in terms of modules? Are we going to include live components? Do you want to include like live calls or not? Do we want to create extra resources, et cetera? But the first two moments of the process are the key moments. And those are the ones where you really benefit from having someone by your side that is going to help you overcome overwhelm. Yeah, I think those are great. Um... And hearing about the learner profile makes so much sense, I think, especially thinking, okay, what skills do they have? What prerequisites might they need? You know, we've probably all experienced that in high school or college, like you had to know these certain things before you move on. But we don't think about that when we're thinking business because we know what we know, but other people don't know those things. Yes, and having a successful course it's not really about the curriculum that you are creating. It's not about you as a facilitator. It's about having the right people inside your course. And that means that you know where they are in their own journey because they need to be at a specific point in order to come across with your course and then make the most of it. So if they're not ready yet, and we are, and, and if we don't have something in place to let them know that they are not ready yet, they're gonna buy into a product that is not meant for them at this particular moment. And that's going to create friction mm -hmm. for them, for you, for the reputation of the course. And it's not, anyone's fault is just it was not the right match at the right moment so the learner profile is key to avoid this yeah I also loved that you talked about you know you really have to find what's essential in what you're teaching and not throw everything in there um, and I think we're so used to seeing these really long in-depth courses and we think that's what we need to do because that's what's worked for other people but Really, we need to teach what people need to know and then give them a way to use it. Yes. And, and I mean, this is a very cultural uh, situation. Uh, the, most of the time, the programs that we see online are just replicating the format of the formal system, educational system. And, and we need to remember that the education system was 
creating following the industrial revolution mm-hmm. so let's give more we need more and it's always about quantity um, and everybody has to follow the same exact same steps and we cannot leave room for intuition or you know creativity we, why are we doing that and why why do we feel that we need to keep replicating this first we know it it doesn't work i mean we all went through that uh, <laughs> system and do we love it? I don't think so. That's one reason why we are entrepreneurs online, right? Like, I don't think we love them. So why do we need to replicate that? We don't. So let's just focus on the bare essence that is going to help them. And also let go of the ego as, as the creators of the course. It's not about us. It's not about our journey. We know our journey. We already, we already went through it. It's about them and their journey. Yeah, that's all so good. And I, I think it's, they're all such good reminders when we're doing this in businesses. Just overall, we don't have to do it the way that everybody else has. We have to find a way that works for us and works for the people we want to serve. Yes. And you're, if, if you think, oh, but nobody else is going to like this, if you like it and if it works for you that way, and if you found that that method in particular helped you, I can guarantee you that there are hundreds of people out there that see the world exactly the same way. So you just need to find them. All right. So I think this kind of leads us into how we create a course that actually keeps people engaged and helps them to see results once they're, they've gone through it. Yes. So engagement is motivation if we are motivated we are engaged and it's very hard to create that online because we're competing against everything notifications on their phone a million tabs opened in their browser life happening in the background you know spotify playing whatever playlist all of that is happening and your amazing course is also playing on the side so motivation comes down to being very aware of how adults learn and the things that drive us. And we have external factors and we have internal factors. And of course, while we have like general categories for these, um, again, it's about the people that you're working with. So it's gonna look different for the specific audience that you are serving with your course. Let's say, for example, you're creating you're, you're creating a training for sales themes. What drives them is going to be vastly different than a course for emerging copywriters. Their industries are different. The lift experiences that they come with into your course are very different. So when we're talking engagement, I would like to replace that word with motivation and what are the external and internal factors. And and for you to be able to find those, you need to know your audience. You need to know your people. Again, learn a profile. What have they they experienced before? Are they in a corporate um, world? If so, well, we, we can anticipate that they are very disappointed in how things are in general, 
just because life is like that. And also these might be people who are a little bit fed up with metrics. Uh, they are a little bit fed up with their super supervisors and managers attaching their worth to metrics mm. and percentages and closing rates. So how about talking to them in different terms? How about making them feel human again? Uh, how about talking about uh, um, to them about the freedom that they can get, the, the possibility of a growing career in their own terms with the transferable skills that they're going to learn from your course? So even when they feel like, oh, I need to take this course, we reframe that into your developing skills that are lifelong lasting skills. Mm -hmm. And every step of the way, I'm going to give you examples of how you can turn these skills into an asset for you for your future career, regardless of the industry. Now, that is a very different approach. Yep. Again, I'm not focusing on my journey. I'm focusing on their journey. And I'm giving them information that is going to keep them motivated to finish it because now they can see a bigger picture past that completed this, completing these 10 modules, right? Like this is going to be an asset for the rest of my life. Yeah. And I think we've all experienced that, you know, in our business journey or in the career that we had before we started a business. So it's really just getting back into that mindset of these are lifelong skills and we have experienced that and we're just helping other people to do that as well, teaching them kind of what we know to help them in their long term. And you know what's interesting? You mentioned we have been there we have this, discovered those skills and that's that's really what it is. We have gone through the steps and identified the patterns and make sense out of those patterns. And that's what you can really teach someone in your course. You give them the why. Why is it that we are doing this right now so that it can make sense and turn into motivation to finish the course, but also to refer you in the future, to become an ambassador mm -hmm. for your brand. All right. So when we're thinking about, you know, we have been a service-based business and now we're trying to reach people to be students for our courses, what tips do you have for switching those efforts in our visibility? Mm. Okay. So visibility for me is always about a very intentional message out there. So it's just giving an, a little extra to that message that you're putting out there. Again, if you're a personal brand, whether you're a coach or a service-based uh, business, but if you're a personal brand, your, your philosophy needs to be there, very clear, because before you start selling your course, ideally, your audience understands your beliefs, what you stand for, how you roll, basically, the non-negotiables for you, how you see life. And then we can start connecting those visibility efforts to that's why I want to share this with you. And I will do it in this way. And if you're interested, please come on over and let's chat about it. 
you can go, I mean, if you're the type of all-in launch mode, great. You can create like your series of posts and everything for your visibility efforts. But if you're like very low-key, soft, do what feels good, which is, by the way, how I roll too, (laughs) then intentional visibility where you combine your philosophy with the message of your course, it's the best way to go. People feel more connected to a relatable message and approach that doesn't feel pushy. Yeah, I think that's that's great. And just reminding people to do do what feels best for them instead of having to follow a formula. So as we wrap up the, talking about you know creating courses from your service, what mistakes do you see people making when it comes to this? process or when it comes to making this shift in their business? Um, Well, the first mistake would be to start your business from scratch with a course. I don't recommend that unless, I mean, there are some exceptions, of course, unless you're a consultant offline, bringing everything online, great, go for it. But if, if you're like a majority of people, if you're just starting from scratch and then you bought like a course in a box type of thing. And they told you, you can make great money with it, but you have absolutely no clue as far as your method and and your ideal clients and all of those things that we can only figure out with experience, then no, please don't do that. Don't start with courses. Just no, don't. So that's the biggest mistake I see. The second mistake is limiting the idea of a course to the full journey especially for service providers it doesn't have to be like that if you know your process just create a course that tackles once or two specific parts of your process Um, that is going to allow you space to test things out to find your educator persona persona which is a thing, (laughs) see how it lands with your clients and see if you like it, maybe you don't like it. So don't limit the idea of creating a course to the full journey to completely replace yourself. Open up to the possibility of maybe this was, it's just one part of my process uh, and that's enough. Yeah, I think that's great advice too of, you know, we can all look at this in a way that makes sense for us, figure out what what works for us and what works for our audience as well. Like what do they really need to learn from us? How can we help them to make a change in their lives? Yes. Another thing that is very important for the people that I work with, for example, is making sure that whatever they create is, product or a journey um, or a container that is going to respect people's individuality and is going to take into account the cultural background Mm. uh, of every one of the participants in your course. This is not something that you can do on your own. I also, when I create things for myself, I need a second pair of eyes because we are biased. Mm -hmm. And our biases emerge when we are teaching people. This is just how we are. So 
culturally we know our culture but we don't know what we don't know so creating a course that is going to be eventually on demand or evergreen requires you to think very carefully about your own biases and seek help to address those so you are not harming your audience, you're not re-traumatizing your, uh, your future students, and you're not being culturally irresponsible on the things you say. Yeah. I know that we have been hearing a lot of conversations about that lately online, and, and I think it's really... We've, we know that it's important now where we weren't hearing that necessarily before. Um, do you have any resources or people, or is this something you help people with who might not know like who to reach out to when they want to do that part of the process? Yes, this is part of um, the curriculum design process that we follow together. Uh, the majority of my clients are uh, BIPOC, they are highly invested in creating learning environments that are not traumatizing for their audience. Um, and while I'm not a DEI expert, I center my curriculum design process in cultural competence and taking into account your students' intersections. So if this is an approach that uh, the listeners are interested in, I invite them to reach out to me to see if this is a, a, a path that they want to follow when creating their own products. Okay. That's awesome. And I, I love um, that you include that in what you do. I think it's so important. So let's wrap up today. Um, if you could recommend one thing to a friend, what would that be? In general, or is this an online business friend? Either one. <laughs> <laughs> I would say enjoy life more. We take things too seriously. And life is heavy as it is. So I would recommend first have some tacos. If you haven't, if you don't like tacos, reach out. I can suggest where to start. Um, but jokes aside, joy is a fundamental piece that we need to bring back into our lives. Yes. All right. And where can people find and connect with you online if they want to learn more about what you do and the services that you offer? So I hang out on Instagram because apparently I'm old. <laughs> <laughs> I am not with the, the younglings on TikTok yet. Uh, I hang out on Instagram or Facebook if any of the things that we mentioned today spark your interest and you would like to learn more about, you know, courses in general, but also how to decolonize your curriculum design and all the things that I love, just feel free to reach out. No, no strings attached. I love having conversations about this and would like more people to, to be aware of it and, and, and know that it's something that they can also create for their own people. Awesome. I will link to those in the show notes so people can connect with you. Thank you so much for coming on the show today. I think this is a fantastic conversation and I'm excited for people to take it and learn from it and see what they can use in their own business. Thank you so much for inviting me. It was a lot of fun. 
Thanks for listening to Process to Profitability. Please take a minute to leave an honest review in iTunes so that I can help more small business owners and creative entrepreneurs find the show.